0: The following show is paid for by Cambridge Automotive. The views and opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily represent those of WOAI and iHeartMedia.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller. We are from Cambridge Auto Center. Cambridge Auto Center is located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road. And you can find us there Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also find us online at cambridgeauto.com and you can like us on Facebook. We post a lot of great information to our Facebook page and to our website. So we definitely encourage you to check those out. And one of the things that we do through our Facebook page is Cambridge gives back. So if you know someone that's in a situation that they need their vehicle, but they can't uh, quite come together with the funds or whatever it may be in order to get it back on the road safely and they need it for work or pick up kids, whatever the case may be, go to our Facebook page, like us there, send us a direct message with their information, and we will do the best that we can to help them out and get their car back on the road and uh safely and uh, reliably reliably for them so that they can do what they need to do and we've been doing that for quite a while and uh we're looking for more people that we can help out with that so go to our facebook page like us there and you can send us a message with some information on someone that we can help out and we will do what we can uh today we are here to help you with any questions that you might have about your vehicle so give us a call phone lines are open two one zero seven three seven twelve hundred. As always on Saturday afternoons, we're here to help you with questions that you might have about your vehicle. So don't think that your uh, question is stupid or anything like that. We want to help you take care of your vehicle, whether it's a question about maintenance, what you should be doing to your vehicle, or maybe you're just working on something and you're stuck. Give us a call 210-737-1200. It's a beautiful day in San Antonio. It does not feel like uh february the 7th 6th doesn't feel like february the 6th at all it's uh definitely warm and terry you're joining us over the phone and you're in uh california what's it like out there 64 oh wow
2: (laughs) yeah and but sacramento is where i'm at and yeah no probably right after six o'clock it drops down to the
1: 30s oh nice yeah well it's gonna be warm Weather's nice yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's at least it's, you know, it's it's pleasant and you can enjoy, you know, wearing a jacket and that kind of stuff, but yep. We're, we're going to have that here later this week. So, uh that's one thing that you can do to take care of your car this week. We we're going to have some colder temperatures coming in on over the weekend, uh late uh during the late in the week next week. So, definitely want to get your vehicle checked out if you've uh had any cooling issues with your cooling system or anything like that. Uh, you definitely want to get them in, get your vehicle in, get it checked out, see what's going on with it uh, to make sure that everything is good to go when we do have those temperatures because I believe it is supposed to get below freezing for a couple of days uh, with the lows. So you definitely want to make sure that you don't run into any trouble with that. And if you're having trouble, uh, hard starts with batteries or anything like that, uh, you want to make sure that you get that taken care of before that comes in. And we can do it for you at Cambridge, Um anytime Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Phone lines are open two one zero seven three seven twelve hundred, 1200 and we're going to try this but we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's go to Jeremy on line one. Jeremy, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
3: Yes, sir. I have a 2017 Nissan Titan Pro 4X and I have um, a Cadillac converter. It's sending me a code for the Cadillac converter so I replaced the Cadillac converter but it's still shooting out the same code, and it only has eighty-six thousand miles on it. Is that normal, or what could that be?
2: Um, I mean, you could have an exhaust leak either before or after the cat. That'll actually cause. Um, is it like a four hundred and twenty or four hundred and thirty code? Does That sound familiar? I think
3: it's a yeah. The, I think it's bank
2: one. Bank one so should be four hundred and twenty. Four hundred and twenty. Um. Yeah. Four hundred and twenty is bank two. Four uh four four twenties bank one four thirties bank two so um okay. but yeah if if you get, when you went back in, did you go back in with a, a Nissan cat or did you put an aftermarket one in there a Nissan cat Nissan cat okay, and if I'm not mistaken, that thing has several converters did you do the intake manifold i mean the exhaust manifold one or the one behind it the one behind it aha there's your problem. The, the one that's bolted to the exhaust manifold is the one the computer monitors also. It's the one that has an O2 sensor before it and after it. Uh-huh. The one behind okay. it is only to clean up your tailpipe, make it even better. It's, it does okay. not monitor that catalytic converter. So you'll need to put the other one on it. Okay. So. Hey, yeah.
3: are, are the cats normally go out that quick on a Nissan Titan?
2: 80k is that's not normal. Um, that's pretty low mileage. Did you check with uh, Nissan before replacing it? Because yes, um,
3: since it was since it was 86,000, they only do the up to 80,000 k Yeah, I was just yeah. about
2: to say that. Yeah, yeah, but that's still way too soon for a catalytic converter to go bad. Um,
3: okay, if it's not the catalytic converter, because those are pricey. What else could oh, it yeah, be? No, would it be a leak it, or... The only yeah. other thing,
2: that code is really easy to diagnose. You basically can, I mean, with data, you can look at the f- upstream and lower downstream uh, O2 sensors and see if they're, if they're mirroring each other, then they're not monitoring any difference in the, in the change of the converter. So that's one way to do it. And then if you have an exhaust leak, that's the only other thing that can cause it to where that cat would be testing bad. So okay. um, if you, yeah, if you don't have an exhaust leak... Um, that's it's a pretty simple thing. You just replace the converter. All
3: right. Sounds good. Appreciate
4: it. You're welcome.
1: All right, Jeremy, thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Let's go to Jim on line two. Jim, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Jim, you with us? Oh,
2: Jim. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, I,
5: I bought an old uh, 72 Dodge uh, pickup with, in it. Uh, Truck had bought it from my grandpa, uh, grandson and has run for a while and we got it running but it's backfiring through the, the exhaust. And uh, before I put plugs and wires and all that on it, I thought I would try to get some help as to what you think might be the, uh, the yeah, problem with it.
2: Was it sitting for a while?
5: Yes. It's been sitting
2: for a while. All right. Chances are you more than likely have um, an intake valve sticking open. If you're getting a um, a lot of backfire, or actually it would be an exhaust valve sticking open. It's going through the. Does it backfire through the intake or out the exhaust? Out the exhaust. Okay. So you more than likely have an exhaust valve that's sticking open. Um, Uh That might kind of go away if you drive it for a little while because if it's been sitting, it might just hang up and free itself up um there's a few ways to test that um you can actually put a piece of cardboard over the tailpipe, and if it starts sucking the the cardboard um, back into the tailpipe um it's definitely yeah. a valve issue so that's a old, okay. old trick you know old race car trick kind of thing um and the oh, other okay. way you can put a vacuum gauge on it too and watch your vacuum your vacuum needles jumping all over the place that's another indication you got a a, a bad valve so
5: Okay. It sounds like
2: you have an exhaust
1: valve sticking open. Okay. All right. I'll try that. Thank you very much. Uh, You're welcome. All right, Jim. Thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Give us a call if you have a question about your vehicle. Any type of question, we'll take it. If you want to know about what you need to take care of your vehicle and what you should be doing, let us know if you're working on something or have an issue Uh, with something funky give us a call and we'll do the best that we can to help you out let's go to Chris on line three Chris thanks for calling under the hood how can we help you today
6: hey guys enjoy your show I've got a, a 96 f350 power stroke diesel and I thought you said a week or two back that um when the water and fuel light came on that it was a big deal that's what I've got going on I don't drive it very much but um I don't know how to drain it and that's that's what I'm calling.
2: You have the six zero in that or the 7.3? The
6: 7.4, uh, the seven four, seven three? It yeah, it's the big seven
2: 7.3. Okay, so perfect. Um, yeah, on the – why aren't you on that one? I know the Dodgers have one that just has a petcock on the bottom of it that you flip open and it drains. Um
6: so that something I can get to from the top, or do I have to go underneath? Yeah,
2: it's usually on the the fuel filter housing, um, and it's just a little valve you open up and it allows the water to drain out of it.
6: Okay. Did Did I understand you correctly that that was something that you know I, I haven't paid much attention to it because it drives it drives fine. Is that mm-hmm. a big deal?
2: Well, what happens though is that water um, sits at the bottom of the fuel filter housing and it'll actually eat through that aluminum. So eventually what's going to happen is you're going to start seeing uh, diesel fuel like coming out the backside of the engine between the engine transmission area. And what's happening is filling up the valley in between the heads and just running out the back of the motor. So um, it, it can cause issues with your fuel, you know, the fuel filter housing. But as far as drivability, um, if it gets over full of water, then, yeah, it's going to start running bad.
6: Uh Uh-huh. But it's something that needs to be addressed for sure. Yes. I wouldn't
2: wait on it too terribly long, so. Okay. Yeah, before you start causing issues.
6: I'll I'll see if I can find it. Thank you very much.
2: Okay, sir.
1: All right, Chris, thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200 if you have a question about your vehicle, give us a call, and we can help you out. Let's go to Fred on line four. Fred, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
2: Hey, Fred. Fred there.
1: Fred, you with us? I hope so.
2: Well, I appreciate y'all taking my call. There we go. I have a
7: 1990. Can
1: you hear me? Need yeah, we right can hear you, but phone? can you turn the radio down? I think we're getting some bad feedback on that.
2: I don't use on his car. Sounds like That's it. where it's coming from. Yeah, the radio. I'm sorry about that. There we go. Uh, go. There you go. Now uh, I
7: hear
8: you. I have a 19, 1990 GMC pickup that I've had since new. And uh doesn't truck. have terribly many miles on it. But I'm having a problem with the, the radio uh,
9: having a high-pitch
8: sound. And when, when you turn the radio on, now if you turn the, the radio off, you still hear it but if you turn the truck off and turn it
2: back on again it goes away what in the world is causing that i asked the mechanic about um, it he couldn't hear it yeah more than likely the alternator um is putting out um a frequency that'll that'll actually cause that the first thing i would do to tell you is check check your grounds first um the, you know, everything going, you know, from the alternator, the battery, check those grounds and see if it doesn't go away. If it doesn't, more than likely the alternator is failing, like a, one of the diodes are bad in it, and it's causing a ripple effect, and that's what will give you a whining sound in the in the stereo. So okay, well that, but if you check the grounds and it doesn't is, go away, replace okay. the alternator.
7: Okay. Well, that uh, alternator is probably not more than a couple of years old. And I, they fail. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've okay. had
2: that same thing happen. We we put one on a car, and like three, four months later, they've come back, you know, complaining of, you know, either their lights are, you know, fluctuating at night or whatever. We run a test on it, and it's got a bad diode in it. So, I mean, it happens okay. on some rebuild parts. Very good. Well, I appreciate it, and y'all have a great day. All Thank right. You too. Thanks for a phone call.
1: All right, Fred, thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Give us a call if you have a question about your vehicle, and we can do the best that we can to help you out in any way possible. So definitely uh, give us a call. We want to help you take care of your vehicle. So if it's about maintenance, uh, let us know. Uh, you know, we're just talking about before we, you know, got started with the phone calls that we are expecting some colder weather here in San Antonio, and we might get below freezing. And it's probably going to be the last part of uh, – the winter chill, I guess, that you could say that we'll probably have for the rest of this year. Uh, but it's still going to be important for you to make sure that your vehicle is good to go. So if you have been having issues with, like, batteries or possibly uh, cooling system issues over the summer, you definitely want to make sure that you get those taken care of before it starts getting cold. You don't want to get up and have a frozen engine block or have an issue with a dead battery or that kind of stuff. So, just make yeah, sure I mean, if you, you got
2: two or three years on a battery, especially in South Texas, oh, yeah. definitely have a test. The The number one thing of breakdowns on a cold snap is always battery-related.
1: Yep, um, and I yep. Can, we've had it happen several times. It'll happen when it gets into the hottest part of the summer, and even when we have these you know, f- you know know few days at a time of cold weather where there's just a complete run of batteries, and we can't find batteries anywhere because... They're all going out. So definitely uh, get it in, get it checked out, make sure that it's good to go. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. We've got them filled up again. Let's go back to John, or go to John, on line one. John, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
10: Yeah, guys, it's good to hear you on, on radio. Uh, so I have a general question about oil. I have a 2017 Ford F-250, and uh, is there a problem with using uh not the full synthetic, but what they call it, the one in between.
2: Um, what size engine do you have in that again?
10: Uh, it's a
2: hmm. – you know, you would ask – Diesel or gas? remember. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, diesel, diesel or gas engine? It's gas. It's the big gas. Gas. Okay. Um, number one thing with the engine uh, oil, especially on that vehicle – do not change the weight, no matter what. So if it calls for a 520 or you know 1030, stick with the weight. Um, the only other thing I'd recommend, as far as like you know synthetic or synthetic blend, put paper to pencil on it, and see what you're you know what you're paying for it. Because I mean you're going to get anywhere you know synthetic blend, you're only going to get typically 3,000 miles out of it. If you go with a full synthetic, you should get at least 5,000 out of it. So even if it's almost twice as much you're actually kind of you're you're saving yourself time so you're going to actually get your oil change less soft less often so that, that's kind of where I would do it. it can you run the synthetic blend absolutely it, it should be fine so yeah but I would recommend uh, the, I, the full synthetic over it because it's actually better for you in the long run
1: that's what
2: I wanted to hear thank you very much okay. you take care all right you're welcome
1: all right, John, thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Jim online 2. Jim, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? How y'all doing today? Fantastic. Great. Say, uh
7: my question, y'all do inspections, right? Yes, yep. sir. Do I have to have a front bumper on my 07 Canyon GMC? Absolutely not. All right, cuz I I just
2: I just wrecked it and bent it into the tire and I had to pull it off and
7: well, I okay, to, I got
2: to back that up on the bumper. If the bumper has your turn signals or front reflectors in it, you don't have to have the no. bumper on there, but those lights have to be attached to it. If they're not Right, no, no. no, no. no if off, it didn't it damage happens.
7: the lights. It hit just the bumper and below, so the air dam came off and and the the steel bumper, but no, the lights are all fine, everything's fine that way. Perfect. Nope, you pass. Great. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: All right, Jim. Thanks for the phone call. We could dedicate an entire show to how I feel about state inspections, but we'll save oh that my. for another day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, we don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Phone lines are open 210 737 1200. Let's go to Robert on line three. Robert, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
5: Yeah. I got a 2012 Lexus IS 350. And when I go to lock in the doors, the driver's side door doesn't want to lock, but all the other three do.
2: You have a bad door lock actuator. Um, The there's a little motor that's attached to the actual door latch assembly, and that's what locks and unlocks the door for you. Um, Those those fail quite often on Toyotas and Lexus. So,
5: real common. Uh, it, It did it one time, and then it started working. And then it did it again, and then it started working, and it's been working ever since. So is there something going yeah. could it be going
2: bad? It's going to stop It'll on you stop eventually. Yeah. You can, yeah, it's going to stop on you completely. And you're probably not going to like what I hear <laughs> you're going to hear in a minute, but the other three doors are going to start doing it too. So, it's <laughs> yeah. So you're going okay, to that so door, and it's going to work great, and the other, the other three are going to just start falling off one at a time.
5: So it takes an activator on every
2: door? Every door has its own separate door lock actuator. Yes, sir.
5: Wow. So I'm going to have to end up replacing all.
2: Eventually, if that's a car you plan on keeping, yes. Yeah, we got to keep it. (laughs) All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Yep. And if you want, I mean, if it's a repair you're looking to get done, give us a call at the shop. Um, I get those things um, through a company, and it's like half the price of what uh, Lexus wants for them. So if you're going to do it yourself, give me a call, and I'll forward that information to you and I'll save you a bunch of money, and the guy gives us a lifetime warranty on them.
5: So okay, yeah, because I've been meaning to one go buy your shop to try to get a price on that, but that's great. I'll be over there to find out how much I have to pay for one of those things. And sir, I'll try You can to actually just give us a nothing. call, too. I mean, yeah, just give us a call. They'll look it up for you. Oh, okay. Then I'll be calling you on Monday. Sounds great, sir. Thank you very much, sir.
1: All right, Robert. Thanks for the phone call. Look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, those actu- actuators. It never. It's kind of crazy how they work. It's just a gear mechanism, and it's made out of plastic, and it has teeth. And you open or lock in the door all the time. Eventually, those teeth kind of grind down in certain areas, and so that's why it works. You know, sometimes, and then it'll get back around to that side that has the teeth worn down, and it'll stop working again. So. Phone lines are open two one zero seven three seven twelve hundred. Let's go to Don on line four. Don, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Yeah, hey, I'm in
9: Austin. Listen, I love y'all show, man. I listen to it just because it's so entertaining. But now I have a problem. Hey, I have a two thousand two Toyota Silica GT. And I uh, uh, went to town the other day, came back, and the brake lights won't go off. So what I'm ah, doing right fix. now for the last easy few fix. days is taking the cable off of the battery so it won't run okay. my battery down.
2: This is going to be an easy fix for you. You can do it yourself. If you look on your floor mat. Really? Um, yeah, if you look on the floor mat of your car, you're going to find a couple small pieces of rubber chunks. Um, what you're going to need to do is go to go to Toyota. Um, and actually, I think okay, O'Reilly I carries have these too. Okay, I have on your carpet or whatever. Yeah. But basically, okay. what it is is a rubber bump stop that actually shuts the switch off when the pedal's up. There's two of them under oh. there. If you have cruise control, there's another one for the cruise control switch, also.
9: Yeah, I have so cruise you, control.
2: Yeah. So basically, you just want you look under there and you'll see where the switches are, and there's going to be a hole there where it's not a, shutting the switch off. So all it is is a rubber bump stop. You push down the brake pedal, you just pop this little piece of rubber in there and problem fixed. Real simple.
9: Okay, so I'll have to buy something then. At, at yeah.
2: Like O'Reilly's li- or what? O'Reilly's, I believe they do carry them. They carry them like in a little help section. Um, but if not, just go to the dealer. They're I, they're probably less than a dollar a piece.
9: So, wow. And it's real oh, Hey, cheap, man, I love thing. your show. Like I said, I've been listening to it for a long, long, long time, and finally something happened to my car. (laughs) Well, Well, we appreciate the phone call. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I love y'all guys. I I tell everybody in Austin about y'all.
1: Well, we appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right, Don. Thanks for the phone call. And let's see. we got time for one more. Let's go to Russell on line five. Russell, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
10: I already know you're not going to tell me what I want to hear, but let's try it anyway.
1: <laughs> you never uh, know.
10: <laughs> you know. Oh, no. 2014 Sentra with a CVT padding. So far, so good. Okay. Yep. Got about, uh, at, at around 30 miles an hour, I get a surge. The RPMs go up, and it's been doing that for about a year and a half. I'm um, just over 200,000, so I got a lot more than most people think they will. But a couple of weeks ago, I was in a collision, and since that time, um... Oh, it lurches terribly. Okay. I guess that's the best answer I can get. As I'm driving along, it will lurch. uh, It goes. And it seems to be worse as the day progresses. So, it almost sounds like it's missing. I just changed out all four of my uh, plugs and all four of the um, ignition coils, just in case. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check engine light is not on. Any clue?
2: Um, you said the check engine light is on or is not?
10: It's not. No, it was on, so it's saying that it said, it said that I had number four missing, so I just changed out all my plugs and ignition coils.
2: Okay. Um, it lurks, and does it, it and lurks, you said it still
10: feels like the ahead. car is missing? Oh, no,
2: it works. I mean, <laughs> it, it'll.
10: Uh, it changes gears, and it's always been very smooth until after the collisions. And for some reason, since that time, it's just really gonna be it It almost feels like it's okay. missing, but I know the difference in a, a miss. Uh, this one's hey, a Ru- lurch. I, I don't know how to tell you
1: different Ru- than that. Russell, we're gonna have to take a break for the news. We're gonna put you on hold. We're gonna think about this one. We'll pick you right back up as soon yeah, as you no, get back. Yeah, I have back. an answer for him. So yeah, uh, all right, okay. we'll get it when we get back. I'm Duane Allen along with Terry Toller. This is Under the Hood on News Radio 1200 WOAI. All right. Welcome back to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. Cambridge Auto Center is located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road, and you can find us there Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also find us online at cambridgeauto.com and you can like us on Facebook. We post a lot of great information to our Facebook page and to our website, so we definitely encourage you to check that out. And uh, we also have one of the best in town warranties three years, thirty six thousand miles parts and labor. So if you uh, have any work done and you know take advantage of that, it's nationwide. So if you're on a trip, you don't have to worry about it or anything like that. And also, quick want to talk to you about our uh, friends at Pena Brothers Auto Upholstery. If you've got a convertible top, it has seen better days. Visit with our friends at Pena Brothers Auto, Pena Brothers Upholstery and Auto Interiors. They are installation and care experts. They do amazing work, absolute experts in convertible top installation with over 35 years of experience. These guys are dealership and insurance companies are the ones that go to, they go to Pena Brothers to take care of any of the convertible tops that may get damaged with hail, weather, that kind of stuff before they go to sell, that kind of stuff. They're the largest Robbins convertible top installer in South Texas and work on every make and model from current to classics. You can call them at 210 647 4200 or go online to Pena Bros Auto Tops dot com. Pena Painye Brothers Auto Upholstery and Auto Interiors 210 647 4200. And let me tell you, Rudy and Steven, his son at Pena Brothers, they do amazing work. And it's not just limited to vehicles either. If you've got a boat, an RV, Uh, That the seat cushions have seen better days. They can definitely help you out with that. So check them out. And they're great guys, too. I've known Rudy for 20 years. So, good dude. Oh, yeah. I've known him for about that long, too. So, yeah, they're great. They've, I mean, we've had, we've used them for everything, like even for some, you know, patio furniture that we've had to replace cushions for. So, they definitely do an excellent job. And uh, if you've got a convertible top and you think, Oh, this thing it looks horrible. It gets weather faded. It does all kinds of stuff, and it's you know it's a lot, it's a lot better to you know replace it. Uh, a lot more cost effective than you'd actually think, and they can definitely help you out with that. So, but we're here to help you with questions today. Give us a call two one zero seven three seven twelve hundred. Let's go to, back to Russell real quick. I think we were able to think about it and got an answer for you, Russell.
10: All right, let's hear the damage.
1: Okay. Um, more than likely, you have a bad fuel injector on that on
2: that cylinder. Um, what I would tell you first is check the pigtail on it. Uh, make sure it's uh, connected. Um, being that kind of mileage on it, those pigtails, the actual connector, um, the little clips on them will break off, and they can actually back off a little bit and cause a misfire. But so if you got a new plug in it, you got a new coil. Um, more than likely, it's a bad fuel injector on that.
10: So. In fact, as we speak, I'm a uh on north loop 1604 here in town my check engine light just came on i'm driving and it's driving decently
2: did it come on solid or did it come on blinking
10: oh it's on right now it just came on just as i was talking with you um in any event i uh, here's the thing if it's not engaged with the tranny it runs smooth this thing is i can hold it at 4,000 rpms and it's smooth as silk it only happens when i'm engaged with the transmission
2: all right, perfect. What, what you're going to do at this point is get that check engine light scanned and then right. give me a call at the shop on Monday with whatever code you come up with. Um, make sure wherever you're getting a scan, they can get into the TCM, which is your transmission control module, um, not just the PCM. It's not going to store all the same codes as the, the transmission.
4: Roger uh, that. Listen, yeah. I
10: appreciate your time. Um, I was actually thinking it's probably computer chips that's going bad because it tends to get worse as the day goes on.
2: That's more than likely internal transmission issues, and the reason why it's doing that is because the hotter the hotter, oh, have there. The, the, the hotter the the fluid gets, that's when you run into those type of issues. So Roger it'll that. start well, slipping.
10: I'm actually going to replace the tranny, but I don't want to do that if something else is actually a problem.
2: For sure. But, yeah, the first step is to get that check engine like scanned, and then uh, if you would like, okay. give me a call, and I'll help you from a little more.
10: I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. What you guys do is really tremendous.
1: All right, Russell. Yeah, thank you. And that's why we're here every Saturday to help you guys out. We don't care. You know, we know that you guys need, uh, you know, we want you to take care of your vehicle, and that's why we do it. So let's go to Charles on line one. Charles, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
11: Yes. Back to the issue with the radio noise and the alternator bad diode possibility. Yep. Um, And um, if you... Vary the speed of the engine. The noise should uh, increase and decrease. Correct. It's all related. That's why he. It goes away when he kills the engine and restarts it.
2: So when he kills the engine, restarts the vehicle, the noise will go away, and with the engine running, that's what the car car said. With the engine off,
11: yeah, he he said he he started up then he has the radio noise, but when he turns the engine off and restarts it, it goes away. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, kind
2: of, that to me kind of that that kind of sounds like it might be internal in the radio then. So um, an alternator test will test for diode ripple. So that's a, you know, you can have that tested at any of the parts stores. They'll come out and test your alternator for you, but make sure you get a diode ripple test on it and then check your grounds. If not, if all those are good, then you just have a bad radio.
11: Yeah. uh, Alternator whine as sometimes it's referred to. Yep. Well, anyway, that's my input on the subject.
2: Okay, so yep, that makes sense. So have the alternator tested, check your grounds, and if the noise is still there, it's going to be internal in the radio.
1: So, All right, Charles, thanks for the phone call. I think, Charles, you might you know, uh, you might, with the phone call being connected via phone, Terry, I don't know if you heard him. He was calling about the other guy. I don't think he was actually having the issue. I think he was just giving us some input on that. So.
2: Oh, I thought he was calling back and trying to get more information
1: no, on it. No, that, I think so, Charles was. I misunderstood to us, that then. Trying, <laughs> Charles was trying to help us out, and you're more. Oh, than, okay. You're more than welcome to call in and help us out if you hear something, and maybe you've experienced it or you haven't, uh, you know, have some experience with what might be going on. You know, the, a lot of these cars out there, they all experience the same thing. So a lot of people that are driving right now might be having the exact same problem somebody else is. But uh, anyway, that's what that was. Sorry. Sorry about that. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Let's go to Dan online line two. Dan, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
12: Yeah, hey, guys. Enjoying your show. Um, I've got a 02 Ford F-350 Super Duty, and I've had this truck since birth. It's got about 320,000 miles on it now, and uh, it's it's always ran flawlessly, but about a week ago, it started developing a problem at startup where um, it would run pretty pretty roughly on idle. And then um, I'd let it warm up, and it may or may not get a little better. But as I engage it and start driving, um, it'll continue running like a rough idle. And then the engine or the check engine light will come on, and everything smooths out, and it runs great except that it's got the check engine light on. And usually after about 10 minutes, um, check engine light will go off and it'll run smoothly without the light. Any any ideas on where to start on that?
2: Well, first thing would be to get that check engine light scanned. Um, but more than likely, it's gonna come back with some type of misfire. Um, it, the, the symptoms you're kind of describing there, um, and again, is that the six zero or 7.3 in that? 7.3, you know, 7.3. Okay. Um, you more than likely have a bad, um, fuel injector. So first thing I would tell you is make sure you check your oil level because the oil level drops on those trucks, uh, that they're, you know, that will definitely cause oil, uh, fuel injector issues. Um, also make sure your fuel filters are up to date. You know, um, if they got more than fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 miles on, you might want to swap those out first and see if it goes away. But if it doesn't, uh, to me, it sounds like one of the injectors is bleeding down, and when you go to start it, it's taking time to burn all that fuel out of that that cylinder. So, and then when that happens, it smooths out. So.
12: Okay, that makes sense.
2: All yeah, right. I'm, I'm yeah, leaning towards a bad to fuel injector on that one. Yeah.
12: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, probably lived its life. I'll uh, get that checked out. Thanks for okay, the information.
2: Sir.
1: All right, Dan, thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200, but we do have to take a break. Mark and Daniel, if you can hold for us, we're going to get to you as soon as we get back. If you want to give us a call, call to steer in the break. We'll get to you as soon as we get back. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Tolliver from Cambridge Auto Center. You're listening to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 W-O-A-I. Welcome back to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. Cambridge Auto Center is located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road, and you can find us there Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also find us online at CambridgeAuto.com and you can like us on Facebook. We post a lot of great information to our Facebook page and to our website, so we definitely encourage you to check that out and if you're new to san antonio or maybe you are looking for a place to take your vehicle maybe you've been going to the dealer but your vehicle's out of warranty now and you want to get it taken care of somewhere else we would love the opportunity to be able to take care of you and your vehicle you can find out more information about us and find out about all the great services and products that we can provide by going to cambridgeauto.com and you can schedule your appointment there. You can also do that through our Facebook page. And we keep everything electronically so we can send you reminders when your vehicle is due for service. So You don't have to worry about having to remember, oh, I've gone this many miles for my oil change and all that. We'll send you a reminder uh, when your vehicle is due and take care of you that way. Again, go to cambridgeauto.com. You can find out more information about us and schedule an appointment there. Today, we are here to help you with questions that you might have about your vehicle. two one zero seven three seven twelve hundred Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Mark on line three. Mark, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
8: Absolutely. Uh, well, first, I want to say I appreciate all the sponsors that make it possible for you all to give us a great advice that you do. Uh, Mark, the, I have yeah, yeah Cambridge Automotive
2: is a great sponsor.
6: <laughs>
2: so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
8: Nothing like that. I have two questions. Number one, I have a 2008 Chevy Silverado, 2,500 HD. It's got 140,000 miles on it. And I'm contemplating putting a second battery under there. Uh, but I'd like to know, that alternator will hold it without any problem, and I won't have to put something in between there, between the two, there in the alternator, or, or what's your suggestion?
2: Um, and what's the purpose of running a dual battery?
8: Uh, well, I was thinking
2: just because of uh, adding additional lighting. Okay. L- LED lighting. LED lighting draws milliamps of, of voltage, so um, you—I mean—you could put lights all over that truck and light up half of San Antonio. Um, it's not going to draw on a battery very much. So if that's your biggest concern with it, I would just recommend a good quality battery, maybe even like one of those, uh, you know, optimum type batteries, um, and save you the trouble and cost of adding a second battery. Um, right. Yeah, LED right. lighting. Draws very little amperage, so it's, any battery should be able to hold that up.
8: Okay, and my, my final question is this:
2: repeatedly, I mean, over a period of
8: time, I'll end up having the service trailer brake system message come on, and mm-hmm. it might do it three or four, to, three or four times during the day. Is it and I, without without a trailer being pulled, and haven't pulled one in probably months.
2: Right. Um, What's going on there, if you look near your trailer hitch, you're going to have a wiring harness uh, for that uh, uh, hitch. A lot of times people will tap into that harness and add like a different style plug so it matches their trailer. I don't know if you still have that or you still on the factory stuff. But what happens a lot of times is that harness will actually rub on the actual trailer hitch itself on the other side of the bumper where you don't see it. And you're going to find one wire that's probably chafed just a little bit, and it's catching ground every now and then. That's what's causing it.
8: Okay. So I don't, The only thing there is just the factory receptacle right now. I don't have any auxiliary-type stuff plugged into it,
2: and it still does that. Right. So your, your factory receptacle, go to the back side of that and look at the harness, the factory harness. Over periods right. of time, okay. they will sit there and rub on the actual trailer hitch, the square block of it itself on the backside. side and we'll rub through. So just check that wiring that's going to that, that factory plug. Great. Awesome. I appreciate that, and I really
8: respect what you had to say earlier with, regarding the door actuator because I had two that went out, and I thought might as well replace them all for so a factory warranty and it take care of my problem without any, any further issues. I appreciate that.
2: Yes, sir. you okay.
8: Great. Thanks for the input. Have a great day.
1: All right, you Mark. Too. You too. Thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open two one zero seven three seven twelve hundred. Let's go to Daniel on line four. Daniel, thanks for calling Under the Hood. How can we help you today?
13: How are you today? Fantastic. Great. I have a question for. I have a nineteen. Um, I'm sorry, 2012 Toyota Tacoma, which is going on 154 thousand miles. Uh, several years ago, I had transmission problems, and I took it to dealer. They said the reason is because I never did change the transmission fluid. They said they fixed it. They could not guarantee how long it will last. Uh, Just recently, within the last six months, when I come to a complete stop, it jerks. Now, my question is, I don't know if I should try to get it fixed or trade it in as is, or get it fixed and keep it.
2: The car is paid for? Yes, sir. Okay. I mean, you're going to have to weigh out basically the condition of the whole vehicle. I mean, if you know you've taken good care of the engine, you've got good tires on it, you've got good brakes, the suspension's good, um, you know, the, overall the car's in great shape, invest yeah. the money on a transmission. It's going to be a lot easier and cheaper than buying a new one. But if the engine's got issues and the AC, you know, this and that, and your brakes need to be replaced, you're going to have to figure all that cost involved as well. And it will probably be at that point cheaper to replace the car. So So, what am I
13: looking at for is transmission?
2: I mean, if you want to give us a call at the shop on Monday, we can actually give you some options. Um, A lot of times, you know, being a a 20128 year old car, you know, it might be cheaper just to get you a good low mileage, you know, something like 30,000 miles used transmission. thing. You know, that that's yeah. usually a, a less expensive option. So yeah, if you want to give us a call um, we can look into those options for you so you can compare them.
13: Okay. And, do yeah, that we, the we can Monday look that Monday, up. Right now. Okay, okay, for Okay. sir. I'll do that Monday morning. Perfect. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>
1: all right daniel thanks for the phone call let's go to scott on line one scott thanks for calling under the hood how can we help you today
0: uh, good afternoon so my question is in reference to a 2011 ford f-150 texas edition that i have
6: mm-hmm.
0: it's only okay. sixty thousand miles but i have so i have a i guess it's a parasitic drain what's happening is i, I thought it first with the battery replaced the battery it's gone ahead about every couple of days it would just have to go ahead and jump. So I looked online and I saw that there was something that somebody had, maybe you guys are familiar with this, where if you put it, when you put it into park, if it's not turning red, that it's something within the steering column. What do you guys think, uh, possibly a couple of options, and is that something that you guys can handle at your shop?
2: Yeah, we can definitely handle that. Um, I haven't run, I mean, I have seen that TSB on that. I haven't run into it Um we have run into door modules staying on in those uh, boards, where basically, like the door, it, it thinks one of the doors is open, and it just wakes up all the modules in the thing and doesn't allow it to uh, go to sleep, basically, and that causes the draw. Um, but yeah, we we have run into that. but Okay, so it's from the door you think, not from the
0: actual like where I saw online where they're saying it's in the steering column, a small little square part with a switch is worn down and needs to be replaced
2: yeah that's a possibility but i have not run into that yet and a lot of times when i give advice on like stuff it's usually a common problem that i see and the most common problem i've seen on those is the actual door modules staying awake so but yeah we can definitely look into it we can rule out both i mean you know when we find it we'll tell you for sure it's going to fix it it's not like oh let's try this and see if it goes away we will we will pinpoint exactly what's causing it to stay on.
0: Excellent. Is it best to call and set up an appointment first, or can I just go ahead and uh, take it over to you guys on Monday or Tuesday?
2: Take it over, bring it to us, something like that. You're going to need to drop it off, and it might be there for a day for us to run all the tests that we need to run in order to, you know, uh, exactly pinpoint it for you.
0: Okay, great. I appreciate the advice. Thanks. I'll see you guys uh, this coming week.
1: All right, Sounds Scott. great. Thanks for the phone call, and uh, you can take advantage of our free shuttle service. If you want to drop it off, we'll get you ride back home or to work. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. We do have to take a break for the news. William, Jeff, Joe, you guys are next. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller. We're from Cambridge Auto Center. This is Under the Hood on News Radio 1200 WOAI. Welcome back to Under the Hood, right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. Cambridge Auto Center is located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road, and you can find us there Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can find us online at CambridgeAuto.com, and you can like us on Facebook. We post a lot of great information to our Facebook page and to our website, so we definitely encourage you to check that out, and you can ask your questions through our Facebook page or through our website. Uh, if you don't want to give us a call, but we would love you to call 210-737-1200. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to William on line two. William, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
7: Yes, sir. Uh, I have a 2003 Toyota Sequoia. I've done almost all the repairs on it. And uh, I've had it since, you know, it was new. And um, the uh, there's like a, a vacuum. Sound that comes from near the gas pedal right after you get in it and crank it and get going and uh it just makes like a sucking sound and then like a flap closing and I'm not real sure what that is. thought so
2: maybe you'd give me some
7: advice on that.
2: Does that sound change at all with the um the when you apply the brake?
7: No, it seems like when you first take off and you give a little gas.
2: Okay, so I mean, you don't have much under there as far as vacuum control. You said it was two thousand three. Yes, correct. Yeah, um, about the only thing behind or near that gas pedal, um, unless you have, um, I don't even know what would be vacuum controlled under there, other than the brake booster itself. So more than likely, you might have a bad uh, brake booster um, that, that has a torn diaphragm in it, and that's causing that that sound. Um, You can take a pair of vice grips or something and pinch off the actual vacuum hose or actually take the vacuum hose off and just plug it to the booster and start it up and see if that noise is gone. If the noise is gone, the booster is definitely bad.
7: Here's the weird part. It only does it one time usually after we take off, and it never does it again. And I don't see any difference in the braking, and I don't see any warning lights or anything like that. So
2: it's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean honestly i'd have to you know get under the dash and see what is could possibly be controlled by vacuum under there but off the top of my head the only thing i can think of is booster related so is it is it, you, don't, does it you do don't it do every it single time? do with the ac i, I don't um yeah if you want to call me to shop on monday i can look and see what controls all that ac but i'm almost certain on a 2003 they're all controlled by a uh, blend door actuators which is an electronic component I do not believe you got vacuum running the AC on that one. Okay.
7: Okay. Um, well, I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Okay. Yep. All right, William, thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Let's go to Jeff on line three. Jeff, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
4: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, my daughter's got a uh, 2008 BMW 328 uh, i convertible. Um, it's got the... It came with the expensive suspension. Uh, the previous owner ruined it. I, I don't know if they cut the springs, but they, I guess, to, to lower the vehicle. Um, so when we we got it, when we, she first got it, we you know noticed it would bottom out on everything. And um, yesterday, I was driving it, and when you're starting out, it it shakes and almost like a motor mount. Um, would a transmission mount make it? make it shake like that when you're when you get going it doesn't shake anymore but just when you first start out it, it, it you first start, start out, out like a motorbike <laughs> yeah when you first start um, going, if you're going like say if you're going five miles an hour you know uh ten miles an hour it'll it'll uh it'll sh- it'll shake real bad it was uh, like you see. You when off. you say shake do you feel it like in the
2: body of the car or is the steering wheel like rocking back and forth kind of no thing?
4: no like, like in the body like if you're drywall the, off the body. on the shoulder of the road you okay. guys
2: yeah um what you're going to need to look at you're going to have to get up in the air and get underneath it um those those bmws have a it basically the u-joint is a big rubber block um they don't use the typical you know uh metal u-joints like Ford and Chevrolet, Toyota and whatnot. Um, But that big rubber block, they'll crack over a period of time. And I'm pretty sure what you're feeling there is drive shaft vibration. And when you take off from a stop, that's when it's under the most stress or torque. Uh, Of course, as you get going, it goes into higher gears and torque drops. So um, that's kind of what I would lean towards as far as your vibration goes. It's probably related to drive shaft.
4: Yeah, I almost thought, you know, like uh, like a manual transmission, you know, how if you start off in second gear you get that you know, you get that yeah, vibration. But for it sure. it 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 does it, you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't do it when you're when you're downshifting, it's kind to of, you know sort of automatic, but it doesn't do it like uh just because you slow down. It just does it basically when you start up. So yeah, I was thinking maybe drive shaft too. Do you do you think um I know you you're not looking at it, but do you think to lower it, because it is lower than it should be, do you think they cut the springs or is that how someone might try to lower the um, I mean, if they cut the springs, that's a really
2: cheap way of doing it. Uh, you can buy a set of lowered springs for that car, very inexpensive. So more than likely, they just swap the springs out. Um, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you could probably go back with a factory set of springs and correct that problem.
4: Okay. Um, we When I we first bought it, so it had 18-inch rims, which I didn't know that it, it came with 18-inch rims but mm-hmm. being that it was lowered, you know, it, it would rub. We, so I took it, and we had uh, 17 put on is that is that going to be a problem? Or not, or is yeah, I
2: mean, the only problem you're going to get, you're going to get a speedometer difference, which, you know, a smaller wheel is going to actually, you're doing 65 down the highway, you're probably only doing 60. So that's probably the only concern. And then, of course, your mileage, actual real mileage on your odometer is going to be probably off by 10%. So okay, yeah, all right, all but right. than I damage the car, it. no. So,
4: okay. okay, all right. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks for the call. All right, Jeff. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Joe on line five. Joe, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
14: Thanks for taking my call. Uh, quick question: Can you diagnose? I have a uh,
7: 2015 Denali, and the screen
8: where you change radio stations and stuff freezes up but occasionally.
2: Yeah. I know and what's wrong with that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I know, know what's saying, wrong with that. Uh, oh yeah. You have a, um, there, there's a, a sensor that goes into the evaporator core. It's an EVAP sensor and and they go out on GM quite often. And what'll happen is yeah, the, the system will freeze up. You'll hear the blower motor running. You'll get no air out of the vents. You got to cycle it off for a little bit, turn your, your little snowflake off and let the evaporator core thaw out and then you'll start getting cold air again um real well, common it, problem with those it's, it's not it's not the ac it's just the screen itself freezes stop uh
7: well you can't change radio stations or anything like that it's just non-existent
2: oh you know, you, yeah okay no no no, i'm sorry I, when you said ac freezes i thought you meant like that ac is like Literally getting ice cold. And no, the screen, the screen. Misunderstood. freezes. Yeah, the screen freezes. Yes, there is a um, steering wheel, wheel communication control module that goes bad on those. We've actually done a few of those as well. So the radio itself more than likely still in good shape. Um, th- when those modules go bad, you'll also start picking up a draw, too. So you might have stuff staying on to where your battery would be dead if you let it sit for more than three or four days. But, yeah, there's a steering wheel control module, so your volume controls and all that will work um, from your steering wheel to the radio. And when those go out, yeah, you lose a screen. Um, They'll freeze up. Okay. Yeah, we've replaced several of those. Okay. All right. I'll give you a call. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: All right, Joe. Thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. So, We've gotten a lot of phone calls today, Terry. You've done we a did. great job not being here.
2: I, I know it's a little uh, hard that's hearing on a phone call, so right? <laughs> <laughs> not being in the studio. Yeah, but I do kind of like the freedom. So uh, you yeah. know, that's but, true. Yeah.
1: All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, our last one. So if we uh, we got a, enough time for a couple of phone calls, so if you want to give us a call, two one zero seven three seven twelve hundred. I'm Dwayne Allen, along with Terry Toller. We're from Cambridge Auto Center. You're listening to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. All right, welcome back to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. Cambridge Auto Center is located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road, and you can find us there Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also find us online at cambridgeauto.com, and you can like us on Facebook. We post a lot of great information to both of those, so we definitely encourage you to check them out. And if we can help you out with your vehicle, we would love the opportunity to do that. You can find out more about us at cambridgeauto.com, schedule your appointment, find out about all the great services and products that we can do for you and your vehicle and uh, ask a question if you want to. But we're going to go back to our phone lines, and let's go to JR online 2. JR, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today?
14: Hey, uh, great show, guys. get to listen to you once in a while, but uh, not as much as I'd like. Uh, quick question about our 03 Mazda pickup, B3000. The electric wind, uh, driver's window switch uh, stopped working about a year ago, so I got a new switch from the dealer and installed it, and it's been uh, working for the most part, but just once in a while, it seems to take a break and then just not work. And then after a couple of days driving, whatever, then all of a sudden it decides it might go again. Any ideas?
2: Uh, more than likely, the window motor's worn. Um, those things have little circuit breakers in them, so if they get too hot, it pops a breaker and it'll stop working until the motor cools back down. Um, typically what I'd recommend doing is get some type of, you know, WD-40 or some type of silicon spray, roll the window down and shoot it down in the channels to make sure the glass is sliding up and down freely in the, in that felt channel. Hmm. Um, if, if they, over a period of time, you get dirt and stuff stuck in them and it's really hard for that motor to pull it all the way down and push it all the way back up and they'll shut off on you from overheating. If that doesn't cure it, it's just the motor's worn out. Okay. So try the strafer
14: Okay, spray first. For WD forty okay. uh, is okay then to put in the track there.
2: Yeah, yeah, just spray it right in the corner okay. where the window and the felt meet, and front right. and back, and then all up right. and around it. So and yeah, it's great for that. It's just rubber It's going to make it more pliable.
14: Okay, all right. Could I ask one other question about another vehicle? Sure. Uh, 04 Dodge Dakota. Uh, AC was working until couple months ago, and then it got cooler, so we haven't been using it. Then uh, two days ago, I drove it and tried to, well, started to turn it on, and it's not working at all. Is that just Freon that maybe leaked out? That's going to be your first thing is, yeah, get a set
2: of gauges on it and see if you have a Freon level. Um, If the gauges are reading really super low, um, it could just be it needs a service. Uh, if you're going to service it, take it in somewhere and have it done. Don't just go shoot a can of Freon in it and try to get it back up right. and running. You should actually have right. a vacuum pulled on it, proper oil put back in, and a proper charge put on it. And that that would be the, the correct way of doing it.
14: Okay. I, I like correct. Uh, is the O4 Model 1 still a, a current Freon that's being used now? Uh, well, the newest style is
2: like 2019 or 18 and up. Um which okay. is a one thirty four YF. That that stuff's really expensive. Your vehicle is going to be the old style one thirty four A. Okay, and that stuff's Perfect. not very expensive.
14: Okay, okay, beautiful. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it very much.
1: All right, Jr. Thanks, thanks for calling. the phone call. Yeah, so uh, a lot of great questions that we had today, but we're at the end of the show. Um, Jerry, I know you're holding for us, and normally we'd be able to take your call off the air, but the way that we're doing it remotely today, can you do us a favor? Just give us a call at the shop on Monday, and we'll definitely help you out. 210-697-9600. And, uh, Jerry, I hope you have a safe trip. you coming back tomorrow, Monday. How long are you going to be in Um, California?
2: Yeah, we're gonna be out here till uh, Tuesday, is, um, end of the day on Tuesday. So I'm out here for my little niece's uh, 16th birthday party. So, well, happy birthday, Which, Emily, Yeah, Emily, happy birthday!
1: There you go. I just yeah. have a 16-year. My daughter just turned 16 a couple of weeks ago. Of course, we've man, mine's you know. gonna
2: turn 17 in March. Yeah, Where's time to go.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it definitely yep. goes by fast. And just like this hour and a half went by pretty fast. If you weren't able to get on the show with us. And had a question, you can always call us at the shop, 210-697-9600. We do this every day, and we want to help you out. So uh, give us a call there if you have a question for us. We'll do our best to help you out there as well. Uh, But we would love to be able to take care of your vehicle. So if you have something that we can help you with, definitely bring it by. You can schedule an appointment or just swing by. We have a free shuttle service, so you can drop your vehicle off, and we can get your ride back home or to work, whatever the case may be. And uh, if you heard something on the show that you like, a lot of times you'll hear something that might pertain to your vehicle but didn't listen to the entire uh, question or answer. You can go back to our uh, website, cambridgeauto.com, and you can uh, listen to our podcast, download it, whatever the case may be, and listen to it there. But tell your friends about the show. Let them know that uh, you've got the best hour and a half on Saturday afternoon and uh, have them listen to us and call us with their questions next week. We'll be back next Saturday. We'll both be live here in the studio. So, if you want to hold your questions until then, you can. I'm Dwayne Allen, along with Terry Toller. We're from Cambridge Auto Center. You've been listening to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. We'll see you next Saturday. Until then, drive safe.
0: The preceding show was paid for by Cambridge Automotive. The views and opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily represent those of WOAI and iHeartMedia.